0: What is up, guys? Welcome back, episode two. Talking with Tonka. We got my nephew, air quotes, Jimmy Six. What's up, Jimmy? What up, Tonk? What's up, Hunk? Yeah, right. Bartender, come DJ. Right? How's that going? It's going good, man. It's uh, it's been a learning lesson. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna dive into that. But first, since you're the second person on the podcast, no one's wanted to drink yet. Because we only had one other guest, but I made you a tonka tea. Hey, cheers, my, cheers, first, tonka my tea. Let's try it. <laughs> It'd Be honest, opinion that hits. Yeah, right. It slaps. <laughs> it, the cherry definitely helps with the tea. Yeah, it definitely. Um, it it kind of gives it like um, kind of gives it like a bubble gum kind of flavor. I don't know. I just I don't know. I, just, I mean, I, I think I told you the story. Like um, we were at our buddy Smooth's apartment mm-hmm. i gave them a variety pack for their housewarming present and i brought surf sides and me and shields mixed them two together and we were like wow and he's like yeah you should call it a tonka tea and i was like well now we have a name <laughs> tonka has been so
1: like beneficial for you right talking with tonka tonka yeah. teas like it's all roll. it all rolls off the top yeah
0: it goes so perfectly with everything um so let's dive into it man so Uh, Give people a little bit of your backstory. You're not from Philly. Yeah, no, I'm from Maine. Um, I
1: came here when I was, uh, I came to Pennsylvania when I was 16. Um, I've been in Philly since I was 20. Okay. And um, I literally just got a job three days after I came to Philly and started bartending. Okay. Um, And it kind of blew up from there. I've been bartending for seven years now, going on eight. Wow. And um, yeah, and now I'm DJing. Nice. So I'm only bartending like one day a week.
0: What do you, um, how do you feel about the transition? It's rough. It's really rough. It's, uh,
1: you, you don't know what you got till you don't have it. Mm. And, uh, you don't know what it's like to do your passion for a living and how much more work it takes, uh, until you actually make that leap.
0: Who gave you that advice, um, to keep your bartending job?
1: The man sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely So can.
0: a little backstory. I've known Jimmy, have known Jimmy a long time. um, at one point, Tonka did have a day job, um, and I was a technology coordinator at a charter school. They let me become a supervisor, and I got to hire one of my buddies, two of my buddies actually. And Jimmy was with me for six months, and he was like, "I want to become a DJ," and I was like, "Dude, it's not as all glitz, <laughs> all glitz and glamour. You know, yep. you're gonna miss that that solid paycheck." And I could tell you from my perspective now that I'm DJing full time again. You do miss that extra income. Oh, percent. Hundred percent. And bartender money is not like DJ money.
1: No. Well, the good thing about DJ money is you can you can prep. Like yeah. I know what I'm gonna make every month, depending on how many gigs I have. Yeah. That month. Um, but when you're bartending, the people come to you, and when you're DJing, you have to go to the people. Yeah. And it's it's not as easy. It takes a lot more grind, and um, but it's a lot more satisfying.
0: Yeah. Okay. I actually <clears throat> like the way you said that because. Yeah well technically people if you know people do come see you but so but I like what you said, you gotta go to them because if you're not playing for them, they're gonna leave
1: a hundred percent well my I guess my standpoint on it is <clears throat> when it comes to gigs, like you have to go get the gigs right, and in Philadelphia specifically, a lot of the gigs are spoken for, mm-hmm. so you have to show out in these smaller venues and prove why you can go to these bigger venues and yeah. then hope you get the call and that's like I'm right now I'm the last minute man all right so it. but I you've you've done some pretty pretty big stuff so far I've been very very lucky mm-hmm. um Jason one of my old co-workers you know Jason yeah um, shout out Jason Peters um he not the eagles player
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it's jason peters the eagles player
1: (laughs) (laughs) no so he uh he's he's just as cool though he is he totally is but he uh so jason goes the one day he goes you were fast-tracked to this he said you knew a lot of people um you've been around the djs for so long you've made good friendships and what you've been able to do is skip like five levels when you started um, I was lucky enough to open um, at my last job at JJ's mm-hmm. um, for every DJ that came in. Literally. Literally. You <laughs> saved my butt a couple times. It, from from bar, Literally from behind the bar to run into the decks playing for like an hour. Um, yeah. And then it just it kind of built from there. Um, and I was able to utilize my connections and my networks and the different bars I've worked for and stuff like that to kind of just weasel my way in. And, and you know, I've been lucky enough that... I've, I learned how to beat match from you, from Mixology, yeah. and all, all the other homies. Um, and it just, it made, once I was able to prove that I can do what, what I need to do to actually perform and yeah. that I had my own flair, um, it kind of took off and now I'm able to play in some of these bigger rooms.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, when I, I remember you, I saw you play, you had, um, an opening set, at the Ave, mm-hmm. which is your lane. That music is your lane. So I was proud of you to see that. Um, who was that for? Chris Lake,
1: actually. Um, One of my biggest inspirations. Okay. Um, I'd say, like, top ten. Oh, wow. Um, For me, Uh, John Summits like, the next one, the next big uh, person I'm trying to open for, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, He just did a
0: a crazy show at the pool I saw. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And
1: then he went to Orlando right after. Wow. Yeah. Like, that night? No, well, the morning after. He had two day parties. Oh, wow. So, he's notorious for, he'll do, like, an 11 to 4 or whatever. And then he'll go back and play another show from, like, 8 to 1 in
0: the morning. And I heard then he's he goes nuts like that. He'll just play. He's just loving life right now. So he's kind of like me in Hollywood in this aspect where we'll do a Phillies game and then go right to a gig. Where you have saved my butt at JJ's where I'll have a, I'll have a Phillies game. And then, you know, next thing I know, i was like oh, man game's going uh extra innings jimmy i won't be there and when i said i was gonna be there they're like oh all right <laughs> so he's like mixing a drink going up mixing a song just longer time for me to not be behind the bar yeah just right like vibe out yeah and you I still get the same that. amount of tips so it works out 100
1: percent. no it's uh and i applaud you guys for that because one of the biggest things i've noticed with djing is like if you have back-to-back gigs like i don't think people understand how much mental thought goes into djing oh my god like, people think, like, oh, dude, like, I've auxed before at a party. Like, I'm I'm good, I bro. Auxed. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, to to play for a crowd and constantly think, like, okay, I played this set last week. I can't play the same set this week. I use these songs a lot, like, one after another. You need to be able to, like, pivot. And I don't think, like, when you play one gig, okay, you might have played Joel Corey at the end of one gig or peak at your, at your happy hour. But then, like you can't just open with any bangers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So. Um,
0: it's definitely a mental strain on you for sure. Because I know, you know, I'll, 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 uh, be like, Oh man, I already played this song. And I was like, but I didn't, I played at the gig before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I and I I could definitely tell the mental strain. And we have a special guest. uh, I forgot to shut the door. So um, (laughs) at the podcast, if you're listening, uh, say hi to Vinyl Cat. And on YouTube, say hi to Vinyl. Shout out Vinyl. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I have a black cat named Vinyl. It's very DJ of me. (laughs) But he's probably gonna be in here bothering us now because I forgot to shut the door. (laughs) We totally. He almost ran away. Yeah. So when when Jimmy got here, I thought uh, I thought he got out, and he um, because he wasn't. He usually responds to me. He, uh, He. it's like a dog. He just listens. So I call me. He, he comes, you know, so, but anyway, uh, um, but yeah, so um, doing multiple gigs in a day, like I, it, people don't understand like the the thought process that goes into it, right? Yeah. So, you know, you'll be like, oh, I already played this song. I'll go back in my history. And no, I didn't play at this gig. I played at the gig before. So it's definitely mentally tiring. Yeah. So do you, what do you see? Um, so if you bartended a double, right, compared mm-hmm. to DJing. Does it compare? No, not at all.
1: Well, th- here's the thing. Um, I used to think I loved bartending, and I do love talking to people. Um, I love, I love being around parties and stuff like that. When you love what you do, it's even though you're you're going through that mental like struggle where you're trying to make sure that you're playing a little bit different. You're analyzing the crowd. You're choosing. Your, you're thinking of your next five songs. Yeah it's you still enjoy it at the end of the day. So it's okay. it's almost like a challenge. Uh bartending a double is like doing crossfit but you haven't worked out in like 6 months. It's just <laughs> it's just a, a long time. It's it's okay. rough. Yeah. Um but it's it, it's just there's no other feeling like it's I'd rather do back to back DJ gigs over bartending doubles or even just bartending in general. It's just it's okay. a totally different
0: world. All right. Well, that was a, a lot of the things I wanted to ask you was uh, your transition from being behind the bar to behind the decks. So uh, pardon me for all those kind of questions, but I'm pretty sure there's people in, in your shoes that were once in another kind of job, and now they're a full-time DJ. Yeah. So um, you already said that you, you now now you know how to plan uh, your money for that mm-hmm. um, and how you know, the jobs don't really compare. But if you were to give someone advice – outside looking in now that wanted to make that career move, what would you tell them?
1: I tell them the exact same thing you told me. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't
0: quit your day job.
1: Um, until what? <laughs> until, until you have two months booked out right. every, at least. Here's the thing is like, you need to be booked out for like four nights out of the week or three nights out of the week at least. And even then you need to make sure that you have money saved up to, for the transition so that eventually, like if you're going to do a circuit in a city, like you need to make sure that you are working some some Sundays you might want to work in the morning and then work at night. Yeah. Um cuz you get capped at the end of the day. And um I made the mistake of not having an extra job and I you know, I was I felt like I was living the dream. I'm I'm bartend or I mean I'm DJing two two nights out of the week and then I'm going to see everybody else the other nights. Yeah. Oh, I don't need a job like I'm chilling. And then I looked at my bank account and I'm like, "Why is it so low?" And then actually my girlfriend Dana was like, you only work two days a week, dude. Like you need need to get a job. It's not going to magically appear. Exactly. So it's, and and I'll be honest, like it's, it seems intimidating and it's going to be intimidating as hell because you want to work on your craft. You might want to work on like other areas of, of D like you might want to work on flyers, production, stuff like that. But it, it feels so good at the end of the day when you work a day job. And then once you get behind the decks, it's like, you're not actually working, even yeah. though even though it is a job. You don't feel like you're working, so keep your day job.
0: Yeah, and if you're watching it, keep your day job, please. So the only reason why I say that because now um, I'm back to DJing full time. I don't have a day job anymore, and I'm experiencing it now, where it's like, yeah. you know, I have two, I have two Saturdays off of February. That yep. is terrifying, because oh. you know I have this house. You know I have a shoe addiction. I have, I have <laughs> now I have a healthy car payment, which. Yeah. Remember remember when you got that job, but I got you that job. You got the car. And I yeah. was like, bro, you just got the job. He's like, Yeah, it's whatever. Gonna, all right. So mine was kind of a busting in the sky. I don't know if I told you this story, but I traded my car in. And I got this Volkswagen that I have now, right? So the guy, they finally sold my car to someone at the mm-hmm. Volkswagen dealership. And my buddy sold me my car. So, like, I kind of have the inside scoop. So he, uh, like, whoever bought my car, the engine blew up in two weeks. No
1: shit. Yeah, dude. So, no shit. So I
0: kind of, like, I think I think it was, like, a blessing in disguise because I was, like, oh, man, I could have had this car and my engine could have blew up. And then what's, what what do I do You would now? have just put more money into right, it. Right. So they like... wouldn't have given me, I think they gave me, like. Right, it was wild. It was like $4,700 for my car or Yo, shout out whatever dealer that is. Yeah, right. He cloaked <laughs> it up. Right? I forget what the I, – I, so I said to myself, if they're going to give me over $3,500 for this car, and <laughs> uh, I'm going to take it because, you know what I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. So um, so they gave me that – pay back the number. I'm like, all right, let's go. That's my down payment. Yeah. Like I'm not coming out of pocket. And yep. they were like, would you come out of pocket for tax and tags? And I was like – that's like twelve hundred bucks. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah, you know what I mean? Because then he's like, "Oh, right, because I don't want you to have to finance that throughout the loan." Blah 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 blah. So I am like, "All right, yeah." Because like, who wants to finance you know more money? Exactly. You know I mean? So I only literally financed the amount of the car, whatever was left after the fact. So definitely a blessing in disguise to do that. Um, we're just gonna pause for one second. I gotta get him out of here. So that's. Good. <laughs> I wish you had a camera over here. I know, okay.
1: right?
0: <laughs> All right, sorry about that. Uh, we had to pause. We had to kick vinyl out. Um, that will happen from time to time until I get a cat cam. Um, people, <laughs> people have already been questing a cat cam on here. Because uh, I, when I used to DJ on Twitch, um, you'd be able to like send me money, and I would put Nike or vinyl on a camera. Oh, no shit. Yeah, people love Nike on there. Though. Yeah. Vinyl get, didn't get really much love, but Nike – um, he'll probably make an episode. He'll make one of these episodes. I'm sure too. But uh, he was like a fan favorite. Yeah, people would pay. I think it was like two dollars to put him on the camera <laughs> to see him for a second. <laughs> and it would be up for a, it would be up for like a minute, <laughs> and people would keep repaying it. Like, what's he doing now? He's just sleeping. <laughs> He's <laughs> He's just has, just has, hasn't changed. Literally yet. sleeping in a Nike box.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now you could do a whole segment. Right, just a whole like. All right, we'll be right like back after this brief intermission. It's yeah, just yeah. Like Nike and vinyl. So around. I
0: know you had a cat at one time. Yes. Right. Yes. So you're an animal lover altogether. A
1: hundred percent, man. I'm. I have strayed from cats. Yeah. I love dogs. Um, but we miss like our, our dog right now doesn't like cats. And yeah. We're like we, we every time we're around cats we're like I wish we had one just chilling in the house. Yeah.
0: But. How long have you had? How long have you had these guys? Uh, oof, they just turned nine, so they'll be, they'll be ten in June. Savages, I know, right? Part of the family, <laughs> yeah, they're like, literally they're like a full kid. Yeah, so it's like it's like <laughs> too, it's like um, they're a part of me. So it's like, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the dating pool. So it's like nope. the girl's allergic to cats. Do I even bother? Eh, they make Benadryl for a reason, bro. Well, I know someone that is deathly allergic. My buddy Nick. If I come over with cat hair or cat, like cat hair on my sweatshirt, he makes me like lint roll before I walk in his house. No shit. Yeah, dude. He like goes into like high, gets highs and everything. It's wild. I, dude,
1: I'm thank my mom for not giving me allergies to cats or yeah. however that <laughs> happens, dude. Like I could, if I allergic to animals.
0: So like- I definitely believe it's something when you're born because when I was born, my dog at the time, my parents' dog at the time had puppies mm-hmm. around the same time. So my mom would literally put me in the crib with the puppies. And, like, help me, like, I guess it helped, like, get me not allergic to them. Yeah. I'm not allergic to anything. I think I told you before I'm allergic to horse hair. Like what? Of, of all things, <laughs> it's the most random thing. Horse hair, like ragweed and like shellfish. <laughs> what mean is? Do you even know what
1: a ragweed is? No,
0: I don't. that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's Google it right now. I hey, am allergic to it. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I probably have come in contact with, you know, but it, it probably would make sense because, like, you know, in the springtime, I do like sneeze a little bit. So it's probably yeah. something that grows in the spring, yeah, or the right. summer.
1: But well, wait. So if you were put into a crib with dogs when you were when you were a child, yeah. What made you go the cat route?
0: So I net we when I I was I've been here eleven years. So mm. I was renting here uh, with me and well, uh, a girl I won't bring up, but we <laughs> got this place and you weren't allowed to have pets. Okay, right. And her dad worked at this place in Delaware, and he was taking care of a cat. One day, it just had kittens. He didn't know it was pregnant. Oh shit! So he brought the kittens home, and I was always deathly scared of cats. I was yeah. so scared. My cousins always had cats, and they're. It was just, I've never been a cat guy. So she used to have an all black outside cat. Um, And he once jumped in my car on my lap and started like snuggling on me. And so I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. So when he brought the kittens home, yeah, um, it's Nike uh, jumped, like literally sat in my arms and my Nike hat, my I had a, uh, Raiders hat on the ground. I figured I think I took it off or something. He, Got off me, went in the hat and fell asleep. No
1: shit. Ah, Well, that's a. So
0: I was like, "Well, I'm taking him home." So uh, we hid it for my landlord. So because we didn't want to pay, he said no pets. Absolutely no pets. Mm. So he found me on Instagram, saw that I had two cats in the house.
1: What a psycho!
0: Yeah. So he found me on Instagram, found me on social media, Facebook or Instagram or something, and he saw that I had two cats in the house. It was either pay more money or get out. Or by the house. Or by the have Well, that was way down the line. But <laughs> uh, He just turned out because he, was, he wasn't he was sure if I was going to stay here for the long term. So he was like, you know, cats pee everywhere and all these things. But he had, he didn't never had a cat. So he doesn't understand. Like they, if you train them right, they don't pee all over the house. So, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. long story short, you know, I wound up buying this crib. So now they've been with me, you know, this whole time I've been here. Dope. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? I love, I love them, and like so that's the only reason why I have cats now. You know, Nike was in terror, and we went back, and they had two black cats left, and I picked up vinyl, and he just like started crawling around my shoulders and stuff. I was like, well, he's coming home, and then obviously black record is a vinyl record, black cat vinyl. Well, I was gonna say they're
1: <laughs> literally. If you just told a girl your your cats' names, they'd be like, wait, so do you DJ or do. You probably like shoes, too, right? And <laughs> then they come into this room so and Nike's like, no fir- shit.
0: Nike's name originally was Sylvester. Uh, yeah, right. So, they come <laughs> into the stinger room one day, and he's sleeping in a Nike box. And when he was laying down on his side, mm-hmm. if he lays a certain way, there's a Nike check in his fur. Swear to God, not even bullshitting you. We're going to have to put a picture up. Right yeah. yeah, I'll put a picture right up in the middle of <laughs> the screen. He has a Nike swoosh in his fur. I was like, this guy's name is Nike.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, once the name hits, that's like my favorite part of getting an animal. Yeah. Like, like when you get a dog, when you get a cat, naming the animal is like – you spend, I, used, I remember when I got uh, – I had a Labrador retriever when I was younger. Um, and when we went to go get her – her and her sister actually chased us back to the car. Oh, wow. And so we weren't going to get one. And I was like, oh, my God. And, uh, dude, we had we almost got both of them. We bring uh, my dog home, and we're in the parking lot of a bank. And <laughs> I'm thinking, dude, I'm literally thinking the whole time. I'm like, I'm going to name it Sunset. I'm like, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> I'm like, what about, I, I've thought of the most random names. And then all of a sudden, this person gets out of a golden Lexus. And I was like, I want to name her Lexi, and my mom was like, that's kind of nice. And yeah, so that's, yeah. So we named her Lexi.
0: No, it's funny how you know that kind of stuff just comes up because Vinyl just came to us. You know, when he brought him home, we're like, what about Vinyl? I was like, oh shit, I was like that's solid. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's a total like typical name for a I DJ's can, cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too. A lot of your DJs have cats.
1: I get why, like, dude, my dog is the
0: most inconvenient.
1: Both both of my dogs are the yeah, most yeah. inconvenient things in my life. I love them to death. I would do. Yeah. I would be inconvenienced by them every day. But a lot of people are deterred from kind of committing to a dog because, like, because when you're out all the time, like, you want to go network and you want to make sure yeah. that you, you know, you have gigs. You don't know when your gigs are going to be. Um,
0: full time jobs. If you need, yeah. to, if you need to have both, you know. So I get it.
1: I mean, I miss my cat, man. I miss yeah. having a cat so bad. Yeah,
0: it's, it's it's definitely more of a convenient animal. Yep. Um, You know, if I'm gone for longer than 24 hours, thankfully I have a great next-door neighbor. She takes care of them. And I have homies that live around the corner and stuff like that that they're willing to come hang out. Because, like, uh, me and Smooth just got a short house, right? Yeah. So I was like, I plan on being down there like two to three days a week. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I got to figure something out. So my one buddy works from home. So he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll come work from your house. Perfect. I was like, Yeah, you can use my internet, whatever. You know, if you're well if you willing how about you drop like drive here and this is where you set up for your day job.
1: Yeah.
0: You can just be here chill chilling with my cats all day. Why not? So yeah, uh, yeah, so it's actually gonna work out pretty great. Um so thank you for adding the GoPro to my to my setup. It's here. working Yeah. So far. So far so good. So I mean, by the time this video comes out, video one will finally be on YouTube. Yep. Because of these little crappy cameras I bought, I bought so uh I was trying to keep this show budget friendly just in case, you know, I didn't like it or whatever, no one liked it. Yep. So I bought these like Amazon competitors to GoPro. They're not a competitor. No. So it was no. like the hardest thing. The video is finally done. It is uh January seventeenth and I filmed it last so what's that seventeenth today? Is that sixteen, fifteen? I filmed this like almost a week ago. Did you notice, we were- by the way, sorry to cut you yeah. off, that
1: you're recording Talking with Tonka on Tonka Tuesdays? Wow. I noticed that when I, when you asked me to come. I was like, wait, is this like...
0: Well, we did it on Wednesday last week. You might but have to make it a Tuesday It's a podcast. Tuesday thing now because I noticed how much work goes into this. Yeah. So I did it all under the gun. Um, I kept like putting out these things saying, you know, the video will be out Thursday, this, that. And I kept like, every time I came to the deadline, I would only have half it done. Yep. There's a lot of work is into this a lot, but I guess a lot of people like deter from doing it because it takes a lot. So yeah. like the audio easiest part took me, you know, I think Eddie, uh, he compressed it for me. Uh, cause I'm all, cause like I'm trying to keep it budget friendly. So I'm literally recording in garage man. He, I sent it to him. He compressed it. Then I edit it. The editing takes like, 20 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, um, shout out to sat one. Uh, he's developing a whole introduction to the show, like scratch DJ scratching intro. Oh no shit. Uh, I was going to do it, but his cuts are a lot cleaner than mine. So I'm going to let him do it. Um, he all like, I have to write as soon as I pitched him what I wanted. He's like, done. I'll figure it out. So he's working on it today actually, which is great. Uh, so the audio, I probably won't have that, you know, I would say to like episode four or five. So the intro, there's no intro, no outro to these videos yeah, besides yeah. me talking um but i was trying to keep it budget-friendly so i was like oh man what am i gonna do so now jimmy thankfully has let me borrow one of his gopro 8s so i bought my own gopro 8 until this show started ho- hopefully creating uh, generating some revenue that's all about i'll put a merch store out soon so you guys could uh help me buy a second gopro 8 because well, the footage on these cameras is atrocious you'll see in episode one
1: <laughs> oh wait hold on hold on that's that's your chance to reach out. GoPro, if you're watching this, yeah, get this man a couple cans. Yeah. So
0: if you're sharing this podcast on uh, Instagram, make sure you tag GoPro. <laughs> 100%. Right. Let's get sponsored by GoPro. You already got Stateside. Yeah. Stateside. So um, <laughs> do you, do you enjoy the Tonka
1: i Do you enjoy it? Dude, I'm honestly like, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been like, I've been crushing this and I keep looking over to see if like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm having too much. It just tastes it's a, so good. It's addictive. It's, it's very addictive. You know, I've, I didn't have a twisted tea until I was oh 24. <laughs> oh, okay. And, I, I, dude, you go on a bender. The next thing you know, yeah. you're like, oh, dude, all I want to drink is twisted teas. You're doing, mm-hmm. like, shotguns with them yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> tea offs. The second that I tried a stateside, I was like, I don't want to touch a twisted tea ever again.
0: Right. It's- it just
1: is so much more smooth. You don't get that sugar. You know yeah. what I mean? Wait till they- you see.
0: I think it's later this month. Um you know, I don't know if you have time on Friday, but I'm doing a, a pump pop, pump, <laughs> pop, punk night, January twentieth at Stateside, and they're releasing their new lemon lemonade iced tea. Uh, so it's a half and half Surfside. Oh, they're doing it there. Uh, they're uh, hopefully you're gonna have it by my party. They're, they they said they're gonna try. Uh, Tonga teas will be available. They're always available anytime I play there. There, Wicked Wolf, a couple other places they're putting them on the menu for when I'm there. Oh, dope. Super sick. I I never thought I would have my own drink, but well, the first time you you went to stateside, didn't you sell like fifty of them? Yeah, I sold sixty uh, Tonga teas. Okay. Yeah, and there was there was probably sixty people there, so that's that's pretty good. One, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a one, one per. One. Yeah. But I think my friend uh, my friend Ben and Teresa ordered eleven of them. They drank eleven between the two of them. So yeah, I mean, and this is a lot of alcohol. This whole cup, like that you were getting me in these cups. This is like. Oh, uh, it took me two of these cans to fill one of these cups. So it's a lot of alcohol in here. Yeah. No, and it's just, it, like I said, it just goes down smooth. And that's what's dangerous. Yeah. You know, so being a bartender um, and, and now a DJ, is it, do you have a little bit of an advantage over people when they're drinking and DJing? Because you kind of know, like, do you, so I uh, obviously been drinking for, you know, 12, 15 years. Yeah. But um, I started w- way late in the game, kind of like how you said, you had you didn't have a twist TD or like 23. Mm-hmm. I didn't start drinking until I was like 23 or 24. Oh no shit. Uh, I don't, I think I drank on my 21st birthday. Like everybody does, but it wasn't into it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, um, do you think you have an advantage over DJs that don't really know what's going on in the drinks they have?
1: Uh, I, I guess you could say, yeah, I mean, like take thing. Joey
0: cats for, he gets those buckets. Dude,
1: Joey cats is a savage. <laughs> yeah. He that gets man, those buckets. Out, yeah. Shout out Joey cats. If you're watching this, Yeah, shout yeah. yo, uh so listen I think that there's there's a lot of people that can't hang uh and it's there's nothing wrong with it there's a lot of people that respectfully need to not drink when they're DJing yeah. um and then there's a lot of people that kind of feed off of it I'm one where if I'm DJing and uh, if I'm bartending, like, you kind of need to get in the mindset of everybody else. Uh, That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, You can't take it too overboard. I've I've taken it too overboard already. I mean, I've only been doing DJing for six months, and I've already gone overboard. Um, But if you – got to pace yourself. It's all about pace yourself. And that's where this kind of comes in clutch because if you're going to drink these – with the ice, the ice is gonna melt. With the fact that you're mixing two, like they're what, like five or six percent each, right? Uh, I think it's
0: like four, yeah, four and a half. Yeah. So
1: like you the volume, like I'm, and you'll you'll see this when we when we run this back. Like I'm continuously, I need to be talking, smoking, or drinking something. It's yeah, just, I know your
0: puffer's on the ground. It's I didn't know if you wanted me hitting it, so I just <laughs> let it
1: drop. Um, it's like I have an oral fixation with that, so I need to be constantly doing something, and um. This is perfect because you wouldn't get too banged up, but you can still slowly catch your buzz and then keep going. You know what I mean? So shout out to you for making this. Yeah.
0: So you hear me chewing on ice. So what I do when I drink, my friend Roxanne was out. She came out to support me on for that Day low party I just did with Dr. Winston. So you want another drink? I'm like, No, I'm not done my ice yet. She's like, What do you mean you're not done your ice yet? (laughs) So I I'll have a drink no matter what it is, vodka water or whatever. Yeah. I eat the ice after the drink. And then I get a new one. What's your strategy behind that? I'm. I, I think it's just like <laughs> I think I'm hydrating myself by eating the ice. Yeah, I don't really you, know. Whatever you tell yourself. But it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. know. it's. But it's uh, maybe it's a way of me pacing myself. Yeah. Because like I'm eating the ice, I even do that when someone brings me like um uh like a sarside and, and a cup like, like like a cup of ice. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. I think it's a way of me spacing out what I'm drinking.
1: Well, you understand, like you're also doing that here on the podcast. You're gonna target a whole ASMR crowd because I'm hearing it, and you know they say ASMR, you get that tingle. I'm getting that tingle every time I hear the ice crunch. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, All right. No, uh, real quick, I wanted to ask you something because yep. you brought this up, and I'm gonna forget it. Um, okay, so Surfside. Um, you talked about getting a, a house down the shore. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what your plans are for the summer. Are you going to be going down the shore, um, to DJ
0: or are you going yeah, be- So shout out to smooth, man. Um, he actually, yeah, shout out, let's shout out DJ smooth because you were booked later in February and you graciously, you know, you were coming over to bring me the camera today. I'm like, yo, you just want to be on the podcast because smooth has literally become the busiest human on the planet. The man is crazy. And busy. he had like to pick up his hoodies and the screen printer, all these things. And I was like, you know what, man? Forget it. You know what I mean? You're just too busy. I'll book you with Jimmy's date. So, like, you'll, you thankfully came in mm-hmm. and did this. So, me and uh, Smooth has got has gotten all these crazy accounts and CIO and, uh, and, like, all, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm he's not a big short everywhere, guy. dude. Literally right. everywhere. So, he's, he's, like, between the Phillies this summer. Um, and me like traveling to the shore. He's like, You're going to be so busy. So he's like, You should get a shore house for those nights where you're pulling doubles like your crazy ass would and you need somewhere to sleep. Cause mm-hmm. like there'll be nights I DJ a shenanigans. I'm not leaving there till 3 a.m. and that, driving home.
1: That drive is, is literally atrocious. You're
0: going like you
1: could be stone cold sober. Oh, yeah. That drive will put you to sleep and you'll be in a ditch by the morning.
0: Yeah. It's so bad, man. And like I have come to the point now in my life where it's like I find somewhere to sleep or yep. I, I actually. Uh, smooth was coming home from Hoboken and he was tired. I was like, yeah, Yo, whenever you're tired, just call me. I'll answer and, and stay awake as long as I can to ke- to get you further down the road yep. or to a rest stop where you can go to sleep. And he actually did that last week. Oh, really? Yeah. He was falling asleep coming home from Hoboken. He called me until he got to the rest stop, slept for an hour and made it home. Yeah. I, I, have you ever done that? What? Falling asleep in the parking lot? at a restaurant? Yeah. I'm always yeah. afraid to do that. So I, I have actually a really good story. Uh, I was living with my parents then. So this was, oof. What, 13 years ago? I was DJing at Dust Nightclub. And I had my dad's like '92 Chrysler New Yorker, (laughs) and the airbags were broken in the back, so like it rode like Cali style they call it, where the front ends up and the back end is down. Yeah. Fell asleep in the Atlantic City Expressway's rest stop, you know, with the one with the Sunoco and all that. Like right in the middle, between the two. Yeah. yeah, Literally, you're literally when you hit there, you're 20 minutes from AC. Yeah. So I I go there, I fall asleep, wake up, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. I just (laughs) get right on the road. Cop pulls me over immediately. No soon as I leave the re- soon as I leave the rest stop, Why are your eyes all bloodshot? I'm like, I just woke up. He's like, so you weren't drinking? You're not high? I'm like, sir, I DJed at a nightclub last night in Atlantic City. I was way too tired. I f- pulled over went to sleep. You know it's illegal to do that. I'm like, no, it's not. You're lying to me. It's not, it's not illegal. <laughs> Maybe it is. He might not have been lying. Sir, officer, if you were listening to this, you weren't lying. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. But I was like, would you rather me kill someone? Yeah. Or kill myself? Yeah, and he's like, "No, good point, but let me see your license." Right, he ran around on my stuff. He yeah. eventually let me go; he didn't give me a ticket or anything. But he's like, "Just be safer next time." I was like, "I thought I was being safe." Yeah, <laughs> I literally pulled over and went to sleep because you—I don't think that's illegal. Like, nah. why? Why would
1: that be illegal? Well, if, if you're in a spot that isn't like, I think it's like zoned out parking. Like, there's certain spots where you can't sleep. Like, you can't just sleep on. Uh, I mean, no, you should be able to sleep
0: wherever you're parked, right? Yeah, long as your car's not running. Yeah, I, just, I cracked all four windows. It was summer, like. It was like I'm gonna say it was like spring, because I would you need know, all the windows down over the summer. But yeah. I think it was cracked, and like I, I slept for like three hours, and then just kept driving. It was wild. So I told Smooth, yeah, "You ever get tired, just pull over and go to sleep." Yeah, yeah. I mean, truck drivers do it. Why can't why? So no, it definitely can't. Yeah, it be can't illegal. be illegal. Now truck no, drivers, truck drivers do it all. My buddy Aaron, he's gonna be on the podcast eventually. He drives. Uh, coaches now for like tour buses like tour buses shout out a run right i've known a run since i came to philly
1: and we're not i'm not even like i'm not close with him but i remember when he was spinning at the draft horse he used to have the
0: draft horse jumping yeah man that yeah he's the one that got me in there and then i did all the the flyers there for them too
1: wait so you didn't know did you know sean before then
0: uh no that's how i met sean is through a run oh no shit and now i I'm one of the reasons why he got his new job. He works at my buddy's powder coating shop, but he manages that now
1: oh yeah dude he he when he he was at what i i forget he was at a restaurant beforehand miller's alehouse yeah, yeah and he and he was telling me that, and I was like, dude, like I know you, and I know like I know the draft horse. So I was like, "You're definitely not happy at a Miller's." Ares. No, he's definitely. And then, and then he he started doing the. He's always been into cars. Yeah, and he it's finally the perfect got in there. job for him. Oh man. my god! And I think is he actually powder coating stuff? No, now?
0: he's just managing the day to day. Oh so wow! So he's making sure that people are doing their jobs and this that and the other thing. And yeah, he met my buddy AJ through me, obviously. Um, and then because AJ had hey, he had offered me the job a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like. I, I can't commit to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? With my schedule, I was, I was like, I I helped him out for like three or four months over the summer one time. And I was like, this this is too tough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, being out till 3 a.m. and then have to be here at 7. And I was like, nah, it's not for me. You know, so I, I helped him out through the months he needed me. And I was like, all right, I'm good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. What I, mean? I just couldn't do it anymore. But, um, I'm glad Sean, Sean, I don't think he's been happier. And He's got a new yeah. dog now. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, my
1: dude. His dog's so cute. Yeah, right. And he threw the pink wheels on the, on the yeah, Volkswagen. He yeah, looks yeah. so fired. So dude. shout
0: out to um, Vibrant Finish. If you guys are in the Pennsylvania, tri-state area, powder coating company, super solid. Um, I might actually try to get AJ on the podcast. He's not a big talker, yeah. but uh, it'd be really cool to get him on because he has a pretty cool story, too, because uh, I've known that kid a long time but that's a story for another day. Yeah. Um so I know bef- uh, before you came over today I told you to have some questions ready for me. So what do you got?
1: So I wanted to we I mean we kind of talked about me and and I, and what you told me when I was making that leap. Mm-hmm. but um and I don't know if you talked about it too much the last episode, but I wanted to know did like how is it how does it feel now to like know that all of the hard work you've put in like you're able to maintain that schedule. I know you said you're finally starting to see a little bit like where you're like, eh, like I wish, kind of wish I had that day job a little bit. Yeah. Um, you're seeing those like
0: financial changes, but like I'm dude, only, you're
1: blowing up everywhere else. Yeah.
0: I appreciate that. It's, 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 I think, you know, I do thank, you know, Nye for putting me on the Phillies thing because I think that's helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, So, like, this is where I'm experiencing the not having a day job thing is, like, I have the two Saturdays. Like, I told you off in February so far. Yeah. So, like, something like that, if I had the day job, I wouldn't care. So, I was like, I have the income to fall back on. And, you know, February's, you know, it's 15 days away, but my first open date is almost a month away. So, it's like, I'm not too worried about it because, like, something always comes up. Something always comes up. So, like, I actually just got, um, I can't. Really, really say what the party is yet but i have a booking the day one of the days after that i don't have a gig and i have a thursday and a friday that week so it's like am i really gonna miss the money no exactly but that extra money could be you know something along the line that i need you yeah. know what i'm saying so like but we're having a day job having that security blanket so not having that security blanket anymore is like uh i just had an unexpected house repair yeah uh it went from costing me 2400 dollars to five grand and literally my shore house fund, that was all money I was putting away through the Philly season for my shore fund. And now it's gone. Yeah. Literally gone. I think I've left $700 left, which yeah. is crazy. Um, so now I have to rebuild that. So now I'm looking at, Oh man, I have these two, fe- these two February dates open. I could have used that money to fill this and that other thing. So I'm just praying that the gods have seen some of the good work I've been doing. And, uh, <laughs> and they grace me with two gigs. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> so you're doing that. The other thing, uh, You're doing that pop-punk night. Yeah, so that's a party I'm trying to start. Because, you know, everyone has these emo nights. But there's really, uh, besides that one traveling one, Emo Night in Brooklyn, there's really no one that does it in Philly. Yeah. They used to do it at Morgan's Pier every summer, like once a month. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. so I haven't seen it ever. Right, and it's called Emo Night. a lot of people get like, I don't like emo music. No. So... My buddy, Tommy, he's going to host a party with me. And if it goes good, I want to bring him with me all the time because this, he was from a band called The Starting Line. Mm. And they're pretty big in this area. And I grew up, you know, listening to his band practice all the time. And so, like, he's the one that got me into that kind of music. So, I was like, you know, I have a little bit of knowledge on that music. You know, four hours of it on Friday is going to be tough. But <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I can do four hours. I've been doing a lot of research um, with, like, B-side, C-side cuts that... You know, if you listen to whole Taking Back Sunday's first album, you would know like two of the songs because yeah. I figured the first hour and a half, no one's going to be there anyway. But so it's a party I'm trying to start in Philly because as I get older, like with younger cats like you, I have to worry about now because you can bring out way more people than I can bring out now. So like that actually means something to people. Yeah. Um, You're not just booking for, you know, like. um so now, like, people are looking at it. Oh, well, you know, Jimmy can bring, like, three tables. You can't bring anybody. So we're going to book Jimmy over you. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And which, kudos to you because I can't do that anymore. All my friends are married with kids. <laughs> but as I play these younger clubs, it's it's actually helping me because I'm gaining a little bit of a following in the younger culture now. But as I get older, I want something to call my own. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So how I told you to find your niche when you were first coming out. You yep. found your niche. Yep. You found it. Tech House. That's, yep. your, that's your lane. So when I work out, I listen to pop punk every day. Okay. I put like emo forever on Spotify and just let it play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now I have this pop punk night. I'm like, all right, let me really see these bands mm. like uh, Hawthorne Heights. Never really listened to them. I have like three, four songs from them for Friday.
1: You never listen to Hawthorne
0: Heights. I, well, it turns out I did. Cause I heard like a couple of the songs I played on the emo forever. I was like, Oh, I know this. Nikki but I never, FM? yeah, I never like, knew the band. So I was like, <laughs> now I know who they are. Like, Cause you ever hear a song and you're like, Oh man, who is this? And you have to like, look it up, bro. A million. And it's, and it sucks because like, I've been blessed with a lot
1: of music. Yeah. Uh, I've been very, very lucky. Mm -hmm. And dude, I'll hear songs that people play that like you guys, like my OGs will play. And I'm like, I know, thank you. I know that song. I have no fucking idea what it's called.
0: Right. I, I can't even think. Thank of, you, I don't even know I don't even know who
1: sings it, Like, I, you, I, but Shazam. I know it. You know what yeah. I mean? So so
0: it's funny. The uh, <laughs> Me, it was me, Smooth, Ray, a couple people were out. when that Night no, you opened for nine at Noto. Yep. I have Shazam on my watch, the app on my watch. So I'll always hold up my watch to Eddie when he's playing. And I'll Shazam the songs he's playing. Yo, that's so
1: convenient. Yeah. That's it's a thing? I, yeah, it's a thing. Do you is have it an iWatch? No, I mean, no. I, I on and off with it. Yeah, so it. they
0: have. They, I have the new one. I don't know if it's like a better transmitter or anything, but it literally is on point. Even oh, with these shit. new like remixes, it finds it. Yeah. So their library is very diverse. But to go back to your original question, I want a party to call my own. So uh, I'm going to try the pop punk night, and um, I already pitched it to some other places. Um, yeah. The nights they want to give me kind of suck. Like they'll yeah. give me on like a Wednesday. But I think if I um the stateside one goes off, I think I'll be all right. Well, I got two like a side to that coin is like
1: if you're not DJing on a Wednesday, technically a Wednesday gig will be will be good. Oh and yeah, if it'd you be can, awesome. if you can pop that off even starting at stateside, if you can get that to transfer to Wednesday, now you know, those two dates in February you're worried about, now you got Wednesdays.
0: You know what yeah. I mean? Um what so- it, it's not something I wanna like um it's not something I want people to get tired of. So I'm thinking once a month. It's a yep. once-a-month party. Um, that's what Lee Jones used to do with the Sunday party. It'd be once a month. He would have like Questlove or DJXL, somebody come play that can play like the vibe he wants. Yeah. And he would do it once a month. And now he does it every week. But he's so big, he can do whatever the hell he wants. But um, I want to build it. And if it, you know, once a month works, and then I can pitch it to other places so the venue is always changing. Okay. So, like, I pitched to Wicked Wolf. Um, They were down about it. Um, Still working out some kinks um, because I'd be piggybacking off someone else's night, which is totally fine because I'd rather do a two-hour set than a four-hour set of it. You know what I mean? Go crazy for two hours. Oh, two hours. hours, you're The people in the crowd would literally have no voice left. That would be my plan. Yeah. And that's eventually what I want to get to is have these parties where they're two hours. Yeah. Two-hour parties. You pay, like, a $10 cover, and it's two hours. Yeah. And, like, you get a smaller venue. So say if I throw it at bootleggers, yeah. right? And it's a smaller venue, mm-hmm. you know? So you pack that place for like two and a half. You actually, you would have to be a three-hour party, technically. But like, say you pay $10 to go scream your lungs off for two and a half hours. Who wouldn't do that? 100%. Right? It's like so a cheap that, concert. Right. So that stateside, there's no cover, which is great. You know, to get the party rolling, I don't want to make too much money. You know what I mean? I was make my DJ money. But a way for me to bring in more talent like bring in like, so Tommy, I'm, him, I'm getting him paid through Stateside. Thank you, Stateside. They, they're they going to pay his appearance fee to come hang out, mm-hmm. take pictures. He's not a big microphone guy, but uh, people know who he is. You yeah. know what I mean? People that listen to that music know who he is. So mm-hmm. especially in Philly. So uh, my goal was to get Maybe him on the drums for a couple starting line songs while I'm, pl- while I'm playing. That'd be so cause sick. me and him used to do the DJ drummer thing back in the day. So like if this party pops off and then I can add that element to it and make yeah. it more of a show.
1: Yeah. yeah well, like, and then that $10 is right. like you're paying for a show. You're not right. just going to a bar and hear right. music.
0: Exactly. So like picture bootleggers cause it has that stage. You block off the whole stage area. Yep. I'm in the DJ booth. Tommy's next to me on his drums on that like stage. Dude, That'd be so wild.
1: Sick. It'd be so sick. It'd be cool. There's a, there's I'm, I'm off top, I can't think, but there there's probably a lot of venues that don't get enough love that have a setup that, that would like just look perfect. Because I was actually talking to someone earlier. There's not enough live music in Philly right now. Nope. I don't think there's any. Like, okay, there's in, some. In big spots, you yeah. know what I mean? There's but some, like, but it's
0: not a lot. And I appreciate live music. I love live music. So I missed it this past week, um, but last weekend, we randomly went to Adelphia's in Jersey for latin night on sunday night yeah i love latin music when i was a break dancer i used to my crew was all puerto rican so they taught me how to salsa bachata and mm-hmm. then eventually like oh excuse me i was uh teaching <laughs> basic salsa and bachata to my buddies' customers no shit yeah so it was wild <laughs> so like that this past week they had a live band and a live latin band is crazy bro it sounds so cool like you hear every instrument yeah and it's oh it's just i there's nothing beats live music.
1: Hearing, I I think hearing like elements, I watched this video the other day, it was a jazz band. Okay. And they were creating a groove for like the, for the, everybody that was there and like watching them add, it was like some dude started on the keys and then another guy started bringing the bass in and another guy started bringing like a kick and like a hi-hat in and it was like just seeing all those elements like live and hearing them one by one and just adding a little bit, adding a little bit, it's you really appreciate each like person that's behind there, you know. Yeah. You're not just listening to the words. I've
0: I've been I've been doing band breaks at casinos for years. Yeah, so I've heard some good bands. I've heard some bad bands. But the one person in the band, besides the drummer, because I used to play drums back in the day, but the one person in the band that always catches my eye, if they're if they're talented, obviously, but uh, guitarists. Yes. Like this, watching like. Oh this one guy was playing Purple Rain by Prince and that guitar solo at towards the end of the song is mm. fucking wild. This dude hit every note on point. No shit. Like oh it was the craziest thing. Um I'll never forget too. Uh shout out DJ 9. He plays guitar. A lot of people don't know that. He would pick up the guitar and I'd be like, "Yo, play beat it." He'd be like, I was like, "Whoa, Wait, he can play the guitar." Yeah. Yep. No shit. Yeah, dude. Yep. That's yeah, insane. a lot of people don't know that about him, but he could play the guitar, and he literally did beat it for me on on a guitar at Guitar Center. Picked Watching
1: someone shred is just—it's it amazing. Yeah.
0: So I, I that one, the what—that's one instrument. Before I die, I would love to learn how to play. Yeah. That and um, the piano.
1: You know what's crazy? They make an app now. I don't know what it's called, but basically, like as you play, it'll it like lights up like you're playing guitar here live. Mm-hmm. So when you're it's it, there's like a mix between visuals and then like hitting it. So as you play, it'll light up and show you where you're going next. And it teaches you. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a, it? it's like Rosetta stone but, style. Yeah, you know but I mean? but, yeah, yeah. But for guitarists. <laughs>
0: so, um, That's actually dope. Cause dude. I know there's piano apps like that on the iPad and all. Yeah. Like, because I, cause I was like, that maybe that'd be a way I can learn how to use the piano because I used to date this girl years and years ago. Her brother would be able to hear a song one time, a piano song play it instantly
1: there's so many people like that and um talking about instruments has me on another subject i wanted to ask you about yeah yeah have you ever thought about getting into production
0: there was a brief stint um when i was doing uh they call them segue edits back then so basically you know you would have like let's say i'm good right now right so Mm -hmm. i'm good in the normal and the second verse would be the um the Cheyenne Giles version. Okay, so they're called Segway edits. I used to mm-hmm. be like notorious for those, and I'd put them on you know SoundCloud and all these things. So yeah. that not really production, but my was my like brief stint with production. But I never had the like I was a drummer like I said back in the day, so like making a beat, I could do that. You yeah, I mean? but I had no drive to do it. Yeah, um, so that was one thing I mentioned in the last podcast was like I need something that I can do. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean like everybody you I mean you're getting it producing now. Yeah. And like, you know, everybody has their thing. Like Nine has the graph design. Like Smooth has like his wedding business. Like I don't have anything. Well you have this. Now that's why I made this. Look now at I us. I have this. Look now we're us. here, right? Dude, this Second is episode, crazy. guys. Second episode. We're here.
1: <laughs> it's it's really no, it's dope to see you like put put energy and time and like really care. Like I when I literally when I came in, I was like, dude, this is so dope. Yeah, yeah. Like just seeing and like it's this process. It's kinda like it's kind of like like how I'm what I'm going through right now, like learning DJing and like learning like just going through these trials and tribulations. You're going to deal with that with just the podcast, oh. and you're gonna find out like, do you love it or do you just I hated is it, it so last quick? week.
0: That video part, I I was in front of this computer for, oof. um, like collectively like nine hours. Damn, because I had to like encode the vi- re-encode all the, all the videos, put them all into one clip, and then do all these things. It was a pain, man. But it'll be out on YouTube uh, today. Um, actually, I'll probably post tomorrow, Wednesday, January 18th. Episode 1 will be up on YouTube. Episode 2 will be up. On Thursday, the nineteenth so it was a little okay. bit a little bit behind, and you 'll wait till you see the video quality it's so much better <laughs> dude it's, you wouldn't have done those nine hours though if you didn't like it right so you know I mean? um that's what I said you know I, in the first podcast, I said, you know, um I have this room, I built this room so I could use it, and you know after Twitch was over, I needed to recreate the space, so I recreated the space. Mm-hmm. So now they'll have the podcast. A lot of people aren't allergic to cats. We can do it here. Yeah. Um. Actually, when I'm at stateside, they actually just text me when we were talking. Um. I'm gonna ask them if you know if I ha- come across someone that's allergic to cats, can I record there? Dude, that'd be sick. It'd be cool. I, I just don't know how to deal with like the background noise and everything because it is a, it is an open bar. So like, um, uh, I would want it to be open yeah i wouldn't want them to like close down for like an hour oh you wouldn't no i was gonna
1: say maybe off peak hours right
0: so like maybe if i you know tuesday nights maybe they're not busy so like you know but i think that's like their trivia night or something it doesn't matter but i i want to find a a, like a secondary location and especially if i want to like bring more people on for like uh me and you were talking in the beginning where you know you and your buddy were talking that um you bring all like you know our squad together me you smooth uh-huh. nine you know mixology soho these dudes hollywood yeah. uh caps like bring all these guys together yeah and call it the other side of the decks and like literally talk like have a whole episode of us just airing our grievances like festivus and seinfeld no 100 yeah. <laughs> percent,
1: dude they do um what is it um one of my favorite because i love podcasts so like one of my things is that's why i'm hyped that you're doing this because for me, like one of my favorite things to do is to be in my car with nobody else in there and just listen to a podcast. Yeah. I actually joked with smooth, uh, earlier today. I was like, I just want to hear somebody's, somebody else's voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't even want to listen to music. Like we play music for a living. So it's yeah. like, I just want to be able to like hear a conversation and like, dude, I'll be in my car laughing my ass off. Just yeah. like people are looking in and I'm just dying laughing and I'll park my car to go to like, to go to Dana's house or like somebody's house to a gig And I'll wait 10 minutes just to listen to 10 more minutes of a podcast. Okay. Um, But one of the things that I really enjoy is listening to podcasts with, like, they'll have, like, four guests on. So uh, Joe Rogan does Protect Our Parks. And it's so cool because you don't feel like you're listening to a podcast. You feel like you're in the room with, you know, a group of people. And that's, you know, you're already on there, dude. You're so comfortable in, like, seeing you like talk on a podcast so if you can get everybody else on on that vibe yeah you know what i mean it'll it's just, definitely it'll be a learning great. it's
0: definitely a learning process um you know people always told me like i had a natural speaking voice you do. yeah you do. <laughs> it's like calming <laughs> that i can be you know a little energetic if i can but yeah. getting getting a bunch of people in here i could probably fit one more person in this small room but eventually i want to get to that point because i think um it'd be cool um, one of the reasons why I want to have you on because you have a bartender's perspective now and a DJ's perspective. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to bring in, you know, I'm a DJ, obviously, and then like bring in a doctor and then maybe have a co-host that day of another DJ. And then we all just have a conversation. Yeah. Because everybody's day-to-day is completely different. Everybody's life experiences is completely different, but I want to see how they're similar. Yeah. Where like say, you know, um, do you remember Josie, D- DJ Joe Z? He's a doctor now. No. No. I no. He, he he played with me at bootleggers once. Um but he's a D uh, he's a DJ and he was in, you know, um medical school and everything. He lived around here and now he lives in Tallahassee. That'd be great to have him on, actually, because I would love the people. It's a to, double
1: perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: like I'd re- really love to have him on. So I'm trying to really um not have anybody via Zoom. I want to have everybody like in person. because I yeah. feel like the conversation wouldn't be lagging and all these other things. But um my that's my goal though is to bring is to bring in a bunch of people and then see where our common that we're not so much different that's than awesome. someone that has a nine to five you know what I mean so I want people to feel like they're in the room with us and like having these conversations and uh, the biggest thing that I the biggest compliment that I got this week was from Martin shout out to uh, Martin he's a uh, younger DJ coming up and he was like you talked about a lot of relatable things yeah and then David Mai was like you know uh he talked to me about it too he's like yeah you brought up a lot of things that are relevant to us but a, a lot of things that people that aren't in the dj game would probably find interesting yeah. because they don't know how we do our day to day and how we have our things like now you're 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 producing records and, well not r- records but so i call records tracks like that <laughs> so that's how old i am so like but like I call an album, that's like a whole record. So when I say a record, I'm talking about just like track. This for future episodes. Yeah. So like you, you produce two tracks now, right?
1: Yeah, dude. Shout out G the Shep. Um, I dude, I met up with him just through mutual friends, and uh, I'll be honest, like I I want to say I executive produced. So I, okay. I came you had in the there idea. With, I, yeah, I come in there with ideas, and I my only thing when I met him was like, dude. I just want to learn like I don't you don't have to even teach me I'll just sit I just want to be in the room because uh I just I needed exposure to it you know you can watch YouTube
0: videos all day but like yeah there's executive producer credits too is that a thing yeah it's a thing so you could get a gold record if the the record ever went gold I will yeah because you're you're the writer on the album well, <laughs> shit.
1: well, if you ever listen to uh, About Us or "Sub Baby, it's I'm executive. I will
0: put uh, for the – actually, I don't know if I can do it on Apple Podcasts or not, but I put the link in the description for both. So oh, thank take you. Them, check them out. I appreciate yeah, for it, sure. man.
1: Yeah, it's uh, – dude, it's, there's so much that goes into it, and yeah, I've I'm given, such a novice. I've given
0: scooter ideas for tracks. Yeah. So, so he has a Tory Lanez track, Love, that goes into everybody. Love, sometimes, Itachia, Metro, and Devonta. That was my idea. Oh, no shit. And I didn't know how to put it together because there are two different keys, and like he had a remix. He literally made the Tonto Metro beat in he remade it into the Tory Lane's beats key. So like the way it sounds, it's like it's very the flow is very good. Um, But I gave him the idea for that track. I get no love, Scooter. Ryan (laughs) Michael. I get no love, but uh, I didn't get any producer credits on that, but. Uh, I came, I came with, them with an idea that I had, and it, yeah. his, I, well, I don't know how many downloads I got, but I know I play it still in my yeah. opening sets because it's 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 on point because no one's expecting it. Yeah. So you play it, you play it in a crowd, and then you know you're relating to the younger crowd, and then you know people that happen to be there that are my age, they're hearing it. They're like, oh man, like I know this song. Yeah. You know I, mean? I haven't heard this in a minute. You know what I mean? So that's always my thing now with DJing. As I try to play songs where people are like, oh, I haven't heard that in a minute, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm actually incorporating a lot of pop punk back into my sets now, dude. You and Caps do that, shout yeah. Out, shout out uh, to Caps, DJ Caps, dude. He,
1: the one thing I used to love, I was behind the bar at JJ's, and like he would throw in, and he would he would start playing It Back Sunday, yeah. New Found Glory. Um, you know the list goes on and on, and and to hear somebody, dude, you you could tell like he would play one right and like it wasn't just like a little bit of one he would play one song cor- verse chorus and then go right into another one and he'd have like a 10 minute like pop punk or like uh like what is it, alternative segment yeah. in his set it was always towards the end and dude it would just everybody would get, go crazy because yeah. they were always like sing-along songs and you do the same thing yeah you do i know you play like I feel like you you play Bon Jovi. There's a Bon Jovi song. Yeah, now I
0: made an edit with Bon Jovi and a hum, the house track.
1: Dude, and I used to, like, I knew, like, because every DJ has, like, one or two songs Like You're like, I know I'm going to hear this. Probably yeah, yeah, way yeah. more than that. But I would, like, whenever I was behind the bar, I'd hear it, and I'd be like, dude, it's coming. Like, it's, about it's about to, to happen. <laughs> you get the napkins ready. Yep. Joey Katz has, since you've been gone. I think it's Sat1's edit. Oh, when yeah. I ask him for the edit, he says he doesn't have it. So I don't know whose
0: edit it is. Well, in Sat's case, he has so many edits, you know, and he has had so many computers and hard drives over the years. He probably just got lost in the translation. but Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did a party at um, Ubon on a Sunday night. Mm. I was with the Tango bartenders. And I I, I only knew Chase. Uh, you know Chase, Spanish cat? I'm a face guy, not a name oh, guy. Oh, okay. So uh, like inner circle. he came up to me, and he was like, yo, play some like emo stuff. And then Dave Meyer was like, he's like, talking. I don't know. Email him. I'm like, go sit down, Dave. He, go, <laughs> he, went, he went back to his thing. I did it like a, I would do, like one Evo pop punk song and I'll go into a hip hop record back into a pop punk song. And I was mixing them like seamlessly. Like that's, I, that's insane. It was, it was literally insane. <laughs> that's insane. And now well, I, this is before even stems came out. I can't imagine what it would sound like now with stems. Do you fuck with stems? No, I don't dude. It, There's a reason why, but can we hear the reason or not? The not reason today. is it takes up too much space in my hard drive. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. It, so, t- it takes a minute. To, um, to I'm, he's uh, he's actually scheduled for not to, you know, uh, late March, early April. But C-Flow, um, he's the owner of Downtown Talent, and um, he came out with what it's called a stemverter, where it's the same thing, but you can only save what you want. Okay. So, like, if I want the vocals of, you know, "Take It Back" sonic cute without the E, like I would literally just be able to save the vocal part. Okay. You're not making like five different versions of the song
1: is that like Stemverter three is yeah. like the newest yeah one? yeah yeah i've yep. seen that rom b shout out rom b he uh i think he's posted that a couple times. yeah
0: rom's gonna be on the podcast uh when he comes back to philly, His first visit second visit back to philly he's gonna be on dude uh, he's a great dude yeah solid dude man
1: i met him one time to take headshots with this guy uh isaiah shout out isaiah as well I'm yeah. all, tons of shout outs yeah make
0: um, sure you at when you uh when you repost that your episode make sure you shout them all out because i don't i won't have all your ads no but. i got
1: you um and, dude, I, I've known Rom, like, just through friends of friends. I yeah. mean, that's kind of how Same. the community is. Yeah. And I never talked to him, like, in person. We met at this headshot thing before he moved, and it was literally, like, what, two hours maybe? Yeah. Ever since then, I've, dude, like, when he moved, I, like, call, I talked to him on FaceTime for, like, 45 minutes about bullshit. Like, when I almost stopped DJing, it already happened six months in when I almost stopped because I was like bills were piling up and I was worried. Just felt like defeated. I called. He was the first person I called, and like I, I just didn't. He was like an outsider perspective, but he also like knows what I'm about. Yeah, and dude, he's like we would talked for like thirty minutes, like just mad cool. And uh, I've
0: also gave you that speech as well. Yeah. After, no. I, heard, after I heard, I so I heard Jimmy play. Uh, he opened for nine. And he played a Michael Jackson record. If you know me, I love Michael <laughs> Jackson. And he had a, like a tech house version of Michael Jackson, which I was amazed about. Um, I heard his set. After he was done, granted, I had a few drinks in me. But I was very passionate about telling him that you you did it. You did it. Yeah. You did it. You defeated the odds. You can mix records seem, seamlessly. Yeah. Sound great. That's the that's the first thing I told you to learn. You were worried about cutting all these things. No. The first thing people are gonna notice is your transitions between records, and I was like, "Don't stop, don't," yeah. because now it's there's only up from here. Yeah, you already had it down, so now it's all it's only up from here.
1: I'll never forget that was the longest embrace. Nah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Nah, you, Pause. you, you were, nah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, nah, because it was like videos afterwards, and like it's just you and me, like yo, 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 like we're talking or whatever. And I was like, I'll, I won't forget that conversation. And yeah, you know, later on down the line, I just, I hit a point where. I had $1,000 in tickets and I had no way to pay it.
0: Yeah. So I've been there, bro. You
1: know, that defeated feeling, but like, dude, just talking to the right people and like, and remembering those kind of conversations that you've given me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just the support from our, you know, our little community that we have. Um, and that's you how know, you know who going. your friends are. Yeah. A million percent, dude. It's at it, you, Smooth, Nine. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, it's, I've been very blessed and I think, uh, you know, if we could circle back to what you asked me earlier, I want to add to what I said. Another thing for anybody that's new in the DJ world, like, pick your mentors wisely and and listen to them, because like you guys have been so helpful and you know insightful for someone who you know we're literally just like walking in newfound territory, and like you yeah. guys have all been there, yeah. Um, and if you get the right people around you, it makes the experience. Do so much you think?
0: Better bartending at jj's helped you create the relationships that you have now with people.
1: Uh yes, and I think I mean I I was lucky enough that I knew you in 9 for so long and um uh, I'm that's all the way back to the draft doors. Yeah, uh, um
0: I keep forgetting about that place.
1: Dude, I know RIP. Um so, you know, that really helped me and I remember I used to think you guys didn't fuck with me. Um, actually, I didn't, we never, I didn't, I don't even think I told you that. So uh, yeah, I used to think you guys all didn't fuck with me. Cause I was young and like, I was just like crazy. Like you either fuck ah, with my nah. energy or you don't. And then there was one day at Vesper day club. I was by my, I was working a construction job, dude. I can't believe you don't even know this. I, I was working a construction job. I quit bartending for like a month and I worked this construction job. And after work, I would jump in the shower. I'd go to Vesper and I would drink and stay by the pool. And then I'd go home by like seven o'clock and then whatever, you know? And it was one weekend I happened to be there cause I was not bartending and I was off yeah. and it was you, uh, nine Ray and like two other people. And we took a picture and you guys specifically were like, yo, Jimmy, come like, come hang out. And I was like, wait, wait, me? Like I didn't, I didn't know you, you guys even knew my name. Like, oh, right, yeah. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. And then uh, ever since then, I was like, wait, shit, we are Do here. you have this picture? It's on Instagram. It's on one of our Instagrams. All
0: right. We got to put it on. We can put it, put yeah, it on the dude, right it, dude. Yeah, dude. I'll find it, dude. I'm
1: telling you, like it was so funny. And i would be pissed like, if I'm not in this picture. No, you are. It was, <laughs> dude, long hair and glasses and all. Bro. Oh, my God. you yeah. say so you've known me that long. Bro, it's been seven years. Yeah. I've known you
0: since I started at the Draft Tours. I'm mad I don't remember this moment. I must have been tanked. Well, I mean, well,
1: you, know, you know what it is. Like was I, I was DJing? Some, no, you, we were all
0: hanging out. We were drinking, just hanging out.
1: And like we took a picture in the pool. And the, that's oh, the I
0: do remember that. Yup. Yeah, I had my uh, Ray did my hair that day. She pulled it back, and uh, yep. uh and John. Yup. Oh
1: snap, dude, that was the first, and you probably didn't like because we were there
0: on a, Monday. It was like a Monday. Yeah, and nobody remembers it probably
1: like that because it gets just like you guys were like, "What do you mean? Like, just come hang out." Meanwhile, for me, I'm like, "Yo,
0: these people don't fuck with me like that." and nah, then all of a sudden, you guys were like, "Yo, come hang so out." I was like, "Oh shit." One I'm, I'm thing cool. that um, I've you know I've learned is the people that you work with you got to make relationship with these people because they're basically like you're especially like, like let's take draft tours for instance. Yeah. You know, I was there once a month if I played during a Friday twice a month. So these people I'm seeing all the time. So why am I going to be a rude dick? Like yeah. I'd rather just be nice, create friends, create relationships. And then you never know where it can go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now look what happened seven years later. You know, we've gotten a lot closer because you know, you're, were, we were working together in a, in a day job, but like the relationships that I built off of draft tours too, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, getting jobs, other places. And these people are there. It's like, now I had no someone there, you know what yeah. I mean? And just, the list goes on and on and on. So like, there's people in my life that I had probably been, been, I just DJ would a wedding for a girl that used to come see me at Tiki Bob's no when shit. I was 24 years old. So no like, shit. I just DJed her wedding. How yeah. was it? It was cool. Yeah. Um, it was like, so they got married during COVID. This was kinda of like the post COVID banger. Yeah. But there was only like a hundred people there. It's like super simple four yeah. hour gig. But I was happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, know I mean? you know, and uh I Anna, I did give you a discount, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> discount. shout uh, out. Last discount I'll ever give. Yeah. I mean so <laughs> sure, when you
1: know known somebody that like yeah, people I had, so, that from that no
0: so you know, I'm I'm just messing around. I'll, I always give people discounts if they you know, if they're friends or family or if they book, like if they so my thing is like if you're nice to a client even if i didn't know Anna, right i'm nice to this client she's going to refer me to her girlfriend her girlfriend's cousin yep. you know whatever it's just that i my what my small wedding business i'm nowhere near smooth i probably do 10 a year but yeah. they're all off referrals oh really yeah so like uh well you know besides like the casual friend that's getting married but like yeah. i would say you know i have to check with my i have an assistant now my niece Takes all my bookings because, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's how fun. many I'm getting now. That's amazing. Yeah, so she does, she handles all that. Like, I have, I don't have a ton, but the beginning of 2023 here, I have like five. So she's done all the legwork for me, which is great because, you know, I'm, 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 I don't, I'm good with like, you know, clerical stuff, but I just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'll, I'll do the gig. Yeah. I'll crush the gig. Exactly. But, you know, she's a, she's a first time mom now. Uh, she's just had her babies. So, I'm going to say he's almost six months old now. Um, yeah, he's August. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, but she needs, like, she's out of work right now. So, she needs some other income. So, I give her 10% of every wedding that she books me. Oh, that's dope. Right. That's perfect. Yeah. It's
1: incentive and, and it's, you know, in the family, and too. it gives her incentive to upsell, too. Yeah. 100%. Shout <laughs>
0: out to uh, Tiki. Uh, Tiki will. Um, he's he's given me uh, so much help with like additional stuff that i need for weddings and stuff like that yeah so like you know um denial another guy shout out to him uh me and him we're kind of button heads on the name right now but he's gonna be kind of like my go-to guy him and uh mike lowry they're gonna be my they're my 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 wedding dudes so like whoever i do a wedding with you know whether if you know denial needs me for one or i need mike for one or something like that um and I also do weddings for Smooth now, which I never thought I would do. I never yeah. thought I would do a wedding, but uh it's it's kind of funny. I never thought I'd be the wedding guy, but now weddings they want me to play it like a club. That's dude, that's what
1: Smooth always says, dude. That man's always on the phone. Yeah. And he I've heard him say multiple times, like, that he wants to be like he plays it more up tempo than you would imagine. He's gonna play the, you know, the yeah. average classic wedding songs. I actually wanted to know like, how you feel about that. Like, is that a space that that everybody you think should enter? Or if is that a space that, like, you should at least try? And how do you get I think, into that space? I think
0: you try it. Um, so, for instance, uh, me and Laura always have this conversation. He's like, I'll never be a full-time wedding DJ. And yeah. I was like, "Me, uh, he did a wedding with me. Uh, when was it? It's my friend Kirsten's wedding, who I met at Park Casino. You know, lives in Texas. Got married back here. And she's like, I, "I, I, she booked me two years out yeah, to make sure I was there. You know what I mean? So I was like, uh, he did that wedding with me. They, The dance portion was two and a half hours. Uh, me and Mike were sweating. We're like, oh, man, it's going to be a long dance set. And the long yeah. dance sets could be really good or really bad. They didn't stop dancing the entire time. We kept the energy on 100. What? And it was... They were dripping sweat when they left. Call me, call me really stupid. I haven't been to a wedding in probably, God, 10 years. Um, They're normally, reception's normally five hours. Okay. There's a cocktail hour. It's normal, so it's everything six. So it's like, they booked me for six hours. Mm-hmm. So a like cocktail hour's an hour. And then people come into the room. There's intros and like speeches. That usually takes up like 40, 45 minutes. And then there's a dinner portion. that takes up another hour. So there's usually like two and a half hours left to dance.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So when you're playing like a two hour dance set, like you you want to be going. You're in crushing it. For, you're yeah. crushing it.
0: And it, like I always ask the bride, do you want slow songs? No. Okay. Good. You'll be dripping sweat and you leave. Perfect. And me and Mike killed it, murdered yeah. it. And then me and Denial did a wedding the next week, and it was we had like a couple guys on the dance floor trying to be that cool guy. One dude started a limbo line. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Just ruined my dance floor. He he ruined my dance for the first time. Doing this spin the bottle bull crap. Ruined the whole dance floor. I had to get it back, mm-hmm. got the dance floor back. Then he started this limbo thing. I wanted to punch a student in the face. Yeah. So it's like, there you have those moments. So, what I, if I ever, if I say if you wanted to get into weddings, right? Yeah. My, my advice to you was have, go to two of them with Smooth and see yeah. if they line up. Yep. You're go to two of them with me just to yeah. shadow me for the day. Like, I would, you know, I mean, you could be my roadie and help you set up stuff so I could pay you so you'd be there to be making money. But, um, excuse me. Um, and see if it's something you would want to dive into.
1: Yeah, because I saw him do an event one time at a hotel, and and dude, he had this crowd was pretty old. Like yeah. they were, you know, they were they were definitely up there. They didn't really seem like they wanted to dance, and he had like at least forty people on the dance floor, and it's like to me, I'm a club, like I'm a club DJ, so I you know there's always going to be people on the dance floor for the most part, right? To watch somebody build what you don't think anybody can move. Watch somebody build a dance floor. It's it's beautiful.
0: Like it's it's just yeah, so cool. It, it's I'll tell you. Like, it's it's a very refreshing feeling because this yeah. last one, um, I had a very you know it was like, it's only a hundred people, so I would say 60, 40, 60 being the older people. So yeah. like they're requesting like stuff that Anna didn't want she didn't want the traditional wedding songs like Run Around Sue like September she didn't want all those and these older people are requesting I'm like it's on my Do Not Playlist but I'll get creative so I play like Brick House and like all these other ones but mixed them with newer records so like the older people would dissipate but the younger girls would come back up I think I had a solid uh, and could go in the comments and cause she's probably going to listen to this. And I, I think I had th- all 30 of her girlfriends dancing the whole entire time. That's all that matters. Yeah. As That's long as she's happy, life. I don't really give a shit. if Exactly. I've exactly. exactly. you know I mean? I got, I actually made some tips that night too, which was good. People were tipping me to play 2000 tip hop, but that was already on the list. So I was already playing it anyway. <laughs> I didn't tell them that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like, um, um, this would be a good point to round it up. I have a couple questions for you. And if you have anything left for me, perfect. um, where do you see yourself going in the next five years? What do you want to accomplish? Because I want you to come to, back to this podcast if I'm doing it enough. I'm still doing it five years from now, but I want you to come back to episode two and I want you to hear what you're saying. Even a year from now, I want you to come back a year, like a year from now, listen to this podcast and listen to this specific part. Where do you see yourself, Jimmy Six, in five years?
1: In five years, uh, I see myself uh, traveling. Um, I never got to travel, so... So traveling, DJ, Traveling, DJing, and uh, and playing my own music. Uh, okay. I want to be fully uh, proficient in, in producing by the end of this year. Obviously not a master, but I want to be able to produce a song in any genre that I want to. Bass house, okay. electro house, tech house.
0: So in five years, I see myself traveling and playing my own music. Um, yeah. All right. So I want you to put in your phone right now as... Is- but I don't have my phone. We're gonna pull up the calendar for next year. I'm gonna have you back on next year if I'm still doing this podcast. We're gonna both put in our phones right now. Well, now you have to. Yeah, I have to have it. I have to keep it going, right? So it'll be January. Let's see, um, 2024. We gotta do the 16th because it's a Tuesday. Tonka Tuesdays. Yeah. So January 16th. Put in your phone right now. T W T with Jimmy Six. So I don't care how big you get. You're gonna be back here seven o'clock with talking with Tonka. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Good. And then I want you to listen to this podcast (laughs) and we're going to go back and we're going to see if you produced your first record by yourself. A million percent. I'm down. That's a perfect challenge. Cool. I appreciate you having you on. You have anything for me? Uh, I just, just don't stop doing this. You're really good. (laughs) You're really good at it, bro. No,
1: seriously. I'm not just saying that. Like I know we're homies, but you, you're, you're putting a lot into this and your voice. I've always, I was going to ask you if you MC more than you DJ at the weddings. Like I actually am the MC for weddings and you have really good, you have really good questions. I appreciate that. Uh, So is there anything you'd
0: want to see from this podcast? Like what would you want to see me do more of? Or um, where do you hopefully see me going in the future? I see you, just getting into a room like
1: you're like either completely read like doing a different room than this, where you can have more seats, I would say. Okay. Um, a bit like a bigger space, but I can, dude, I, this is just so, I said this when I came in, this is so uh, authentically you that I just see you continuously doing this and getting bigger and bigger people. Like, like more and more people and and this will be you know you already are making money off reels like this is going to be your second source of income this will be your day job and then djing will also be your you know your night job so cool man i see you just keep going and crushing it man
0: thank you bro i appreciate you having you on um to round out the show, um, I am DJ Tonka, but the show is called Tonkin uh, Talk of Tonka. Uh, Instagram is right here, Talk with Tonka, all one word. Uh, my Instagram handle is DJ Tonka underscore, and then the Jimmy Six, correct? Yes. Uh, on Instagram, I'll put it up on the screen under him. Uh, so, ep- new episodes every Thursday uh, on Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to get it on other sources right now, but you know, I'm trying to get the videos out first. But uh, it's on Apple Podcasts. Links are in my Instagram bio. Uh, videos should be out every Thursday at eight. Um, I'm trying to get on that schedule, guys. So just bear with me. Um, episode one and two will be out this week guaranteed. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, make sure you put them below on the YouTube feed. I don't think Apple Podcasts podcast. You can comment. I don't think, I don't think on that. Or if you have any, um, you have anybody that you want to see or hear on the show, uh, make sure you DM me on Instagram, talk with Tonka. Um uh, thanks you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week at eight. Thank Peace. That is all she wrote.